हेलो 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 वेलकम वेलकम टू ट्यूजडेज विथ यूजीन सॉरी टूडे इज सो डार्क आई एम एक्चुअली ड्राइविंग हाफवे बैक होम यप सो लुक्स अलिट बिट क्रीपी टूडे ओके इट्स मी नॉट गोस्ट इफ यू कैन हियर मी कैन यू जस्ट क्लिक वेव और लाइक और समथिंग यपेद दिस वर्क इफ आई पोस्ट इट दिस वे यू खान टर्न ओ ओके ओके सॉरी अबाउट ओके So today it will be very special because it will be on the vertical format. If you can hear me, can you just uh, click like or love so that I know it is clear? Okay, can you hear me? Make sure once you can hear me, just click uh, like, love, something so that I can see lots of lots of love. Okay. Wow, you are coming in. Hey, Ronald, Ronald, welcome, welcome. Can you hear me, Ronald? If you can hear me, can you just click like? Yeah, so that I can uh, have confidence of continue talking. Thank you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, wonderful. Okay, once again, I apologize that today it looks so dark because I'm actually driving halfway and uh, heading home. Yeah, almost late. Okay, I'm going to answer two questions today. uh for Tuesdays with Eugene so the first question is relating to introvert and extrovert yeah so first disclaimer is that i am an uh extrovert yeah uh those who are introvert can you <laughs> just click like i'm actually answering Cohen's question from last week about uh introverts so in most working environments uh the extrovert is the one who is very expressive right uh during meetings you will hear a lot of the extrovert uh speaking giving suggestions raising hand uh sometimes even stepping in to lead the meeting and so on so that is typically extrovert yeah but i don't want to make it too simplistic because sometimes extroverts uh although they are expressive but the topic may not appeal to them uh so they will still not talk or maybe they have some other issues as in they don't like the person leading the meeting so they will not talk as well so it's not necessarily true that extroverts will definitely uh speak up during meetings okay yeah so i just want to get it out of the way uh however uh most of the time introverts being uh more reserved would find it more difficult to immediately raise hand and share suggestions and things like that right yeah uh again there are cases where it is not true yeah but uh that it is i mean you just have to work for a few years and you will realize that there are uh, differences clear differences between an extrovert and an introvert hello kendis thank you for saying hello yeah so uh the key tonight is not whether who will be more successful because we we all know introverts who are extremely successful for example bill gates being a very famous introvert is extremely successful so it is not true that only extroverts will be more outstanding during meetings and therefore succeed or rise up in the corporate uh, corporate ladder so that's just blatantly not true okay uh, but to answer Cohen's question I think Cohen may or may not be on but I think he's representing introverts to ask this question and I think it is a great question for introverts my suggestion is this play to your strength okay an introvert strength okay for example my buddy Mike is watching right now and as an introvert uh, I I he, he is a very very good listener yeah he's a much better listener than me Yeah so that is his strength. So obviously if you are a uh, introvert then you should be listening, analyzing, thinking, but if you try to be like an extrovert and then like talk a lot, 
that is that is not playing to your strength. Okay? Does this make sense to you? So an introvert should first decide, hey, what is my strength? Focus on my strength. Okay, everybody likes to look at weaknesses. You know, I, I myself included, I like to think that, oh, I am not so good at this, I'm not so good at that. For example, I'm uh, NTU, MassCom uh, degree holder, Mass Communication. So I studied uh, film, TV, and so on, you know, design, marketing. And naturally, my strength at the time wasn't finance. You know, it wasn't numbers. I, I'm talking about way back in 2001. And so when Singapore Stock Exchange wanted to hire me, I naturally looked at my weakness, right? A lot of people like to do that. I started looking at my weakness, say, oh, I'm not so good in numbers. I don't think I can join your company. Yeah. However, for some reason, strange reason, they believed in me. The Singapore Stock Exchange seems to look seem to look beyond my weakness of numbers and just say, don't worry, just come on board and join us and we will train you in numbers. So this was way back in 2001 and I'm forever indebted to them. I'm very grateful that they look beyond my weakness. So now as a coach, I want to look beyond someone's weakness and just focus on the strengths. Okay, so back to introverts. The, the strength is clearly listening skill. The strength is clearly really introspection. That means looking deep within yourself and analyzing and thinking deep before speaking up. So these are all strengths of an introvert. So uh, some of you just join me, Elizabeth, Dixon, uh, Bing Sun, Su Kyung. Okay, welcome, welcome. So I just want to quickly summarize. Uh, introvert should focus on your strength. Don't keep saying that, oh, I'm not good in expressing myself. I'm not good in public speaking. Don't look at the not good part. Okay, look at the good part. I'm a good listener, I am a good thinker, I analyze a lot. So this is what I mean. But introversion and extroversion is just one area, one aspect. Okay, there are many other aspects. So um, for example, those of you who know what is DISC, if you don't know, of course I'm not going to explain too much during this one hour call. Okay, please go and Google. Write down, write down, right now, write down. Please research on what's D-I-S-C. D, D is for domineering, uh, directive. Uh, that's D. And then I is for influential, interactive. That's I. And then S is for very supportive, you know, silent supporter. So that's S. And then C is for... Uh, oh, thank you. Somebody is giving me a lot of likes. Okay, C is for very conscientious, very compliant. So that's C. Okay, so uh, one hour is too short for me to explain all four parameters, but at least you should know that the introvert tend to be the tend to be uh, okay. Uh, it's not clear cut because there are a lot of other things at play like beliefs and values. Yeah, but introverts generally speaking tend to be on the lower end of the energy spectrum. Energy, okay. Uh, by the way, high energy doesn't mean good as well. So lower on the energy spectrum which means you tend to be less outspoken and more uh, reflective that means you are as you are sitting in a meeting you're reflecting on what's going on why is the chairman saying it this way why is the person on my left fiddling with his pencil you know you're, you're like introversion reflection yeah which if you split into left and right side okay right side being very relationship centric you'll be focusing on a lot of relationship that means while you are reflecting about the situation about the meeting you are actually looking at people's feelings okay the questions that you're asking yourself while listening is how can i better contribute to this meeting you know that that could be a potential question you're asking yourself how can i better uh ask better questions you know that means you are analyzing first how can i ask better questions how can i support the chairman how can i support the project manager you know these are questions that someone who is an introvert and at the same time very relationship cent relationship centric someone we call a uh, uh, thinking 
and behavior preference as that kind of person, your strength is clearly in supporting and contribution. So play to your strength. You know, don't purposely uh, become leader for the sake of it. You know, because if everyone is a leader, then who's going to support? So be a very good supporter and in a fair team, in a company that recognize talent, you know, they will reward you. Yeah, I've been, you know, I worked in Singapore Stock Exchange seven years. After that, I worked in a few different investment banks. I've seen that happen before. You know, introverts who are very strong in supporting the team, they were rewarded. Okay? So don't don't look down on that. You know, being a supporter is fantastic. Introverts who are very task-focused, uh, they, they are very good uh, analytical people, right? They, they analyze the numbers, they analyze the steps, they are good in compliance. So this is a strength as well. So for those who, who just joined, like Suyan, Brian, John, Chris, Christopher. <coughs> oh, Regina, hello. Why so dark? Yeah, tonight uh, I want to be more romantic. No, 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 because I'm actually in my car in the car park. I couldn't rush home in time. So sorry about that. Yeah, so I didn't want to keep you waiting. I decided to quickly stop my car and start the Facebook Live. Okay, let me continue. Huh? So I'm answering the question asked by Cohen last week, which is extroverts generally are very outspoken. They give a lot of suggestions. They tend to lead the meetings and therefore they differentiate themselves and they stand out. Okay, this is the common understanding. And introverts generally are reserved and generally quieter. And therefore, his question last week was, how does an introvert then differentiate himself and express himself so that, so that the manager can be uh, fairer to the introvert and reward him accordingly? Okay, so my answer that I've been sharing for the past 10 minutes is, play to your strength. Don't focus on a weakness. And an introvert strength is clearly a good supporter, a good listener, a good thinker, analyzer, uh, more detail-oriented. All these are generally speaking, uh, because all these are thinking preferences. I have not even mentioned the skill set yet, you know. Like, maybe you're good in programming, That I, so that's not part of the answer, okay? Okay, so the clear answer is play to your strength. Now, I want to address the extrovert as well, because... I think, as an extrovert myself, I just want to clear a very big misunderstanding. A lot of people think that being an extrovert, uh, <laughs> you like talk non-stop and then there's no substance. Okay, I've heard this before. And I just want to say that please don't stereotype, don't stereotype, okay? Because some extroverts, I mean this has to do with IQ and experience and background and competency which is not even related to whether you're extrovert or introvert okay so don't easily just stereotype people say oh you're extrovert talk non-stop you know no substance you know empty vessel makes the most noise these are some of the insults i've heard about me and about other extroverts as well yeah so don't stereotype for the d and i you know they are considered on the extroverted spectrum the d uh, very results-oriented. So that is a strength. I mean, clearly, you need someone on the team who is focusing on the result, right? Yeah, so that is clearly a strength. Right? You cannot say, how come this person is so domineering or directive? You know, don't focus on the, the weakness part. Focus on the strength part that, wow, I'm, I thank God that there's such a decisive, oh, that's another D word, such a decisive person on my team. Okay? So as you listen to me share, think back about your own team, you know, your own work team, your own project team, you know, do you see people in your team who are very D, that means very directive, very domineering in meetings, you know, some of them may come across as bossy, okay, I can understand that, yeah, but as I mentioned, you, since you can't control them, right, you can't simply just stand up and say, you are so bossy, of course, you can do that, but if that's your boss, then you might as well just type out your resignation letter. Yeah, so I, I wouldn't do that. So I'll be thinking to myself while sitting there, thinking, wow, you know, uh, what a decisive person, what a directive person, you know, in a very urgent 
task in a very emergency kind of meeting, we need people who are decisive and directive. Okay, and then the extroverted person who is very relationship-centric, so some, someone like me, we call him high I, I, you know, I for like iPhone. So I is for like influential and interactive. So someone like that, you some, some of us will say, oh, what a social butterfly or like, well, keep changing mind, keep changing your ideas, or only talk only, no action, right? Some of us tend to judge other people this way. Yeah, so my suggestion for you right now is don't. Don't judge that person. Okay, think about, hey, what's his strength? His strength is clearly that he helps to bond the team, right? Like sometimes he say, hey, anyone wants Starbucks? And then he go and buy. Or anyone wants, hey, I brought back chocolate from Spain, from Barcelona, then starts to distribute to people. You know, and then you tend to think like, hey, bro, this is a formal meeting, why you bring chocolate, you know, you're going to, at first it, it's only half an hour meeting, now you're going to drag on the time. Do not focus on the weakness, focus on the strength. Okay, be thankful that this person is bringing a lot of social uh, elements to the meeting so that the meeting doesn't look too robotic, that everybody is like, oh, agenda one, agenda two, agenda three. Okay, that everybody will at least start to feel very uh, enjoying, you know, enjoying the meeting. Okay, uh? so let me summarize. Okay, I don't want to go on too long about this point. Okay, there is clear, clearly an advantage and disadvantage of being an extrovert and also being an introvert. So it is blatantly untrue that an extrovert has all the advantages and an introvert has all the disadvantages. You know, this is a very common stereotype which is blatantly untrue okay so just take it out of your brain and throw it away okay throw such misconceptions and stereotype away yeah and now the next thing you should focus on is your strength that means as an introvert what is your strength okay maybe you talk less but you must think more listen more and then as an extrovert what is your strength okay so focus on strength don't focus on the weakness okay maybe let me step out for a while uh, so that i'm brighter okay let me turn off the engine as well it's bad for the environment wow much brighter thank you okay ambivert okay thank you ronald for sharing about that so for an ambivert uh that is basically an adaptable person okay let me just share with you very clearly oh by the way i am uh in take lane this is near my mom's place i'm gonna visit her soon and ambivert is someone who can adapt easily okay some call it a functional extrovert uh, or functional introvert that means you are able to switch on the button like so i'm an extrovert and i'm a life coach so obviously i need to be and uh, behave like an introvert in some cases make sense because i cannot be a life coach sit down with somebody for a two-hour session and talk non-stop then that is a very lousy life coach right a coach is supposed to ask powerful questions and listen intently you know be mindfully present so i need to turn on my functional introvert when i coach somebody and if you are an introvert doing sales job you know or you're introvert being a professional speaker then clearly you need to turn on the functional extrovert right because if you behave very very introverted on stage for a one hour keynote then people are going to fall asleep so I happen to know a lot of people in the association of professional speakers who are introverts, people like Cohen, people like Benjamin Lowe, who speak very, very, very well. Very well, okay? They are humorous, they are engaging, they are high energy. Yeah, the only difference between them and me is that after the speech, okay, I will continue to socialize, network, give name card, and then uh, for the next two hours, make a lot of new friends. But uh, I've observed Cohen, Right after the speech, he wants to conserve his energy, you know. So he will go off to the toilet or go off to a corner somewhere, sit down and rest. And I was quite surprised. I said, hey, Cohen, you know, hey, Cohen, how come you ask this question and you're not on the call today? And then Cohen, I say, hey, how come you were so energetic, so humorous just now, but now right after the speech, you are like hiding, you know. You know why don't you come out and interact with the audience? And then Cohen said, hey, bro, bro. You know, I'm very tired. Give me some time to rest. Yeah, so that, that is the difference, you know. 
uh, after the speech. But during the speech, Cohen is a very functional extrovert. Okay, so do you get it? I'm just answering Ronald's question. Huh? You know, what about ambiverts? Ambiverts basically means that you have you can easily adapt to both traits depending on the situation. Okay, so my suggestion for all of you watching this tonight is that regardless of whether you are an extrovert or an introvert, you know, whether you are a high D, a high I, or a high S or a high C, the, the key is this. Huh? Okay, listen very carefully now. The key is don't give yourself an excuse. Okay, don't give yourself an excuse. Don't say, uh, of course I'm not a good listener. La. I'm an extrovert. What? That is clearly an excuse. Don't box yourself up. Don't label yourself. Okay, if in that meeting, in a coaching session, in a mentoring session, if you need to be a good listener, then improve your listening skill. Don't give yourself an excuse. Okay? And as an introvert, don't give yourself an excuse. Say, uh, of course I'm lousy in sales. Ah. That's also blatantly untrue. Okay? I've seen a lot of introverts who are very good in sales. In fact, what is sales? Is sales talking non-stop? Clearly not, right? Being good in sales means you are able to empathize with the prospect. You know, you can do fact-finding very well. You're analyzing for the prospect. You're stepping into the prospect's shoes. You'll be making decisions as if you are the prospect. Okay, that is being a good salesperson. Not like talking, talking non-stop and then trying to, uh, you know, uh, sell that, that's not a good salesperson at all okay so let me quickly summarize both introverts and extroverts can be excellent in what they do okay they just have to play to their strengths but at the same time stretch their muscle the other way okay all of us are supposed to have this thing called growth mindset remember okay I mentioned this last week so if you have a growth mindset that means you're a seed that is planted in the soil and you are growing okay but if you have a fixed mindset that means you're a seed that's placed on a table and it is doing nothing okay? both are seeds but one is growing one is doing nothing so you ask yourself do you have a growth mindset or a fixed mindset okay growth mindset means extrovert can behave very much like introvert good listener introvert can behave very much like extrovert being a good public speaker giving suggestion openly and so on. Okay, enough about this question. Okay, I'm going to pause for a while. Feel free to ask me any question you want. Just type into the comments and I am, uh, I am observing you. Okay? Okay. So, meanwhile, let me move on to the second question. So, for those who have just joined me, I just want to apologize that uh, today the Facebook Live is not optimal. I am like in the middle of a car park. Yeah, I just like parked my car randomly by the side uh, and then I'm on my way to my mom's place actually. Okay, staying in Tegwai Lane. Okay, let me answer the second question. The second question is somewhat toxic. Okay, and uh, the second question is actually following up with uh, on what my ex-colleague from SGX, uh, Regina. Uh, Regina, you're still on the car, call. Uh, can you just click like if Regina is still on the call? Yeah. So uh, the question is, I mean, Regina's question was very specific about her situation, but I sort of broadened it up so that it's applicable to everyone on the call tonight. So her question last week was, she uh, went for an operation, I believe, and when she came back, the boss already replaced her. Yeah, so obviously that is never a good thing to be replaced. <laughs> I've been replaced before, so I know what a horrible feeling it is. And then she was asking, like, what should she do about it? You know, should she fight? Should she just give up? You know, what should she do? So let me um, open up that question a little bit. I think a lot of us here, if you are in a full-time job, you would have met very, very toxic people. Correct? Yeah. So if you... Uh, I mean, toxic. Let me define what's toxic. Huh? So, for example, a toxic is not a misunderstanding already. Huh? You know, if somebody misunderstands you, that's just miscommunication, you know, just talk it out. Yeah, but toxic means they are actually blatantly backstabbing you. Yeah, they are, they are like plotting, you know. Have you met people like that? <laughs> it's a bit scary, yeah. By the way, I used to work for banks, you know. <laughs> so banks somehow have, especially investment banks, they have this culture, you know, where they want to print out emails to prove they are, you're wrong, and then they record conversations. 
it is very very scary you know that's why I became a corporate zombie because it was such a negative environment and I don't even feel like going to the office you know why would anyone willingly go to such a toxic environment if not for the money correct yeah so anyway I digress so if you have toxic people in your team or in your office that means people backstab you people purposely plot against you people backmouth you to your colleagues to your boss yeah this is what I mean by toxic okay yeah so now uh, oh thank you Candice is asking a question which I'll answer soon uh, she, she asked I came across some companies using DISC to judge candidates whether suitable for the openings what's your thought on that okay very good question I'll answer it at the end of the call hey, by the way uh, uh, for those of you who are very patient and you hold on to the end of this call I'll be giving out uh, free coaching okay one one of you will be chosen for a free coaching session one-on-one uh, -on -one, uh, with me okay yeah and then we'll have coffee and talk about your life talk about your issues and I'll be coaching you for half an hour okay so we'll meet up for half an hour over coffee uh, for one of you uh, so it's a lucky draw uh, whoever stays all the way to the end of this call at about 10 30 I'll be picking one name out I'll be meeting you and then I'll be coaching you through uh, an issue that you have okay so hold on be patient all the way until 10 30 p.m. and for now let me continue when you meet toxic people you have to make a decision okay and I've met toxic people before I, I had 13 years of working line and after that I have been running a business for five years so please believe me by saying I have met toxic people before okay okay I am not a counselor I'm a life coach huh? yeah so I uh, cannot help them <laughs> I, I, I go to work to run a project and to impact lives and to contribute to my family so I'm not a counselor at work that means I'm not going to help this person become not toxic that, that's not my role at work you know, if that's my role, then I have to sit down with the person for hours and hours and talk about his parents, talk about what happened to him in childhood, you know, use my neuro-linguistic programming to counsel him. So, but that's not my role. I'm, I'm employed by a company to contribute to a project, so I have to do it. And then if the toxic person is tripping me up, you know, that means like causing me delay in my timeline, causing me to... Uh, have misunderstanding with my boss then I tell you what I'm going to do okay number one hey, write this down uh, if you meet such people number one please talk to that person okay do you write it down please talk to that person I tell you most people don't talk to that person most people like to talk to other people about that person if that's true in your office environment, please click like or click love. Correct or not? Most people like to talk to other people over lunch, over coffee, or you know, private message other people about this toxic person. There's a word for this kind of behavior. Do you know what's that word? It's called gossip. Gossip. Okay, please do not gossip. I mean, people are negative towards you that's already very negative right and then if you gossip about them are you actually helping things or causing things to be worse you know what is it right please ah uh, you should always be a solution okay you you okay i don't care about the the other person who is toxic to you i have no chance to even meet that person i don't know who that person is yeah but you should always be the solution you should never be the problem. Even if other people are the problem, you should not be the problem. If you resonate and agree with this message, can you just click like and love? You know, being a high eye person, I just need lots of love. Yeah. I'm going to take a deep breath and just allow you to love me. <laughs> yeah, just click like and click love if you agree with my message that you should never be the problem you should always be the solution regardless of how toxic 
other people are. Okay, so step number one, be the person to take initiative to talk to the person privately, privately, okay? So for example, in Regina's case, the boss just got rid of her like that and she feels very angry. The worst that Regina can do is to start talking to everybody about the boss except the boss. That's the worst she can do, okay? So the best she can do is actually immediately uh, SMS the boss and say, Hey boss, uh, I heard what happened. Can we have a short phone call or can we meet up for coffee, okay? So whatever, all the frustration you have, all the anger you have, keep it until you actually have a chance to meet the person privately, okay? So that's step number one. Then step number two, of course, is to... Okay, imagine now you are meeting that person. Okay, step number two is to allow that person to talk first, okay? I hope you're writing all this down. No point watching this Facebook Live if you just want to listen and then do nothing about it. Okay, that's complete waste of time for you. Complete waste of time for me. Okay, so I, I would like to contribute to your life, which is why I'm even doing a Facebook Live every Tuesday. Yeah, I want to help you to have a more fulfilling and abundant work life and family life. So uh, please write down. Can you, can you please promise to write down? Okay, step one. Talk to the person who you view as toxic. Okay, directly, privately. Okay, step two. When you do meet the person or when you are on the phone with the person, allow the person to talk first. Okay, so for example, you can ask a question. Okay, questions are very important. Can you write down? Questions are very important. A question I will ask is like, and so and so, uh, I heard what happened and I would like to be fair to you by listening to your perspective first. Okay, so I will say, uh, can you please... Uh, share with me your perspective like what's going on why, why did this happen you know how come um, you fired me or how come you found someone to replace me you know I would love to hear your perspective first to understand perhaps there's something I misunderstood I want to hear directly from you so that I can increase my understanding okay so step two uh, allow the person to talk first are you ready for step three so when you come to a toxic person Step one, meet the person directly. Step two, allow the person to talk. And step three, please share your perspective respectfully and calmly. Okay? Leave your anger out. Okay? Make, it, make sure your anger, your frustration is somewhere else, not in that meeting room. Because nobody in their right mind would ever talk to someone calmly if that person is not talking to you calmly. Am I making sense? So, for example, if you slam the table and say, Hey, you, watch out, I tell you, man. Wow, I... Away, gong, okay? Or like, wow, you don't know who I know in this gang, man. You better watch out when you walk, walk home today. <laughs> I mean, don't threaten people for goodness sake. Can or not? Yeah, can you promise yourself have some good uh, positive values? Don't threaten people. It's scary, you know? Other people are so toxic to you and you threaten other people, this is called starting a war. Do not start a war. Always be the solution, not the problem. Okay? So, are you ready? So, step one, meet the person directly or call the person directly, one-on-one, privately. Step two, allow the person to talk first. So, not you talk, 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 non-stop. Eh? Allow that person to talk, talk first. Hey, by the way, eh, for those of you who are in customer service, can you click like? You know, I know some of you like, oh, Kaysen, hello. Wow, this is one of the leading hairstylists in Singapore, man, Kaysen. Yeah, I'm so proud to be his Facebook friend. <laughs> yeah, and so if you are in customer service, can you just click like? That means you actually meet customers. Whether you're a hairstylist or insurance or property or a life coach or a consultant, you meet customers, then you're in customer service, clearly. And if you're in customer service and you meet a toxic customer, then you need to listen to these steps as well, okay? So this does not just apply to a toxic boss or toxic colleague. It also applies to a very toxic customer. Someone who scolds you vulgarities, scolds your mother, scolds your father. You know, what would you do to people like that? Step one, meet the person directly. I told you already, privately. You know, do not talk to other people about this person. Talk to this person directly about himself. Step two, allow the person to talk first. 
Okay, not you talk first, allow the person to talk first. And step three, oh, Ronald used to be in customer service in a five-star hotel. Very good. Okay, step three is you must talk. Okay, but when you talk, please, please promise yourself to be respectful. Very important to be respectful. You know, I've heard, okay, i give you an example of what is not respectful. Huh? I've heard other people say this before. They say, you kind of people, your kind of people, huh? or you guys, huh? hey, very rude, you know. Can you imagine if you speak to another race and you say you guys, then straight away people misjudge you as racist, okay? And then if you're a guy and you speak to ladies, you say, well, you are, you, your kind of people, huh? then straight away they misjudge you as being, you know, uh, being sexist. <laughs> and then if you are senior management and you talk to your subordinate, your your kind of people ah, uh, well you guys ah, uh, then they will think that you are very atas, very you know, like snobbish, very arrogant, right? Yeah. So just don't use this kind of language like oh you guys, you kind of uh, you know, just be respectful. Say I okay. Always start with I. I felt hurt. Hey, are you guys writing this down? Please please write down. Okay. I felt hurt when you did that. I felt offended when you said that. Okay? Start with I. Are you ready? So step one, hey Vincent, wow, old friend. Thanks for dialing in. So step one is to talk to that toxic manager, talk to that toxic colleague, talk to that toxic customer directly. Don't gossip around and spread rumour around about that person. Talk to that person directly. Step two, allow that person to talk first by asking a question like, you know, can you share with me your perspective of this issue? Can you share with me uh, your thoughts behind making this decision? Okay, and step three is that you will respectfully and calmly share your view. Okay, and one very uh, specific way to share your view in a calm and respectful way without angering the other person is by saying, I. Okay, I. So in a team context, when you win projects and you achieve awards, of course, don't say I. Lah. Oh, it was because of me. That's very proud, right? That you say we, right? But in a case whereby you are talking to a very toxic person who is angry with you and you're angry with him, then say I. Okay, don't say you. Like, you are, are so selfish. You are, are so toxic. Like, nobody likes to hear that, right? Even the toxic person who knows it's true, wouldn't like to hear that as well. So say I, okay? I felt hurt. I felt offended. I felt disappointed. So I felt something, okay? And then state the case matter of factly. You know, I felt disappointed when this happened. Okay? Try not to say you, uh, uh, but if there's no choice, of course say I felt disappointed when you did this to me. Lah. Yeah, but always start with I. Okay, clear, clear enough? Yeah. Okay, thank you, Joel, for joining. Wai Kiong. Wow, Jin. Wow, Jin. This was my Hong Kong colleague. Okay, amazing guy. Amazing guy. Okay, so three steps. Once I finish, then I will end this second question. And by the way, those who are on the call right now, if you hold on all the way to the end at 10.30, then I will pick one of you for lucky draw to have a one-on-one -on -one coaching for free. Okay, we will sit down for coffee and then we will talk about your life and your career, all this for free, but only one of you. Lah. Okay, so hold on until 10.30. Okay, so I'm going to okay, repeat question one, which is if you are an introvert, how do you uh, be outstanding in your career so that the extrovert doesn't take all the glory? So I've already answered that, I won't repeat myself. And I just want to say that it's a misconception that extroverts get all the glory, okay? A lot of times if the boss is a very uh, deep thinker. He can tell talents whether they are extroverts or introverts. So please believe me, I've seen it happen from before. Introverts get rewarded very fairly as well. Okay, so play to your strength, not focus on your weakness. And question two is about toxic people. Toxic does not mean misunderstanding. Huh? Toxic means they are blatantly, consciously, purposefully backstabbing you and then spreading rumours about you, trying to plot against you, trying to get rid of you from the team, you know, bad-mouthing you in front of the boss. Uh, so all these are very toxic people. If you have toxic people in your team, can you click like, yeah, you know, so that we resonate with each other. Yeah, last time, I met a lot of toxic people 
uh, in the various companies I work for. And I, I almost resigned. Yeah, but for the sake of the money, I stayed on and became a zombie. It was very, very sad. You know, my, my emotion was running very, very low. Yeah, so when you meet toxic people, three steps. Okay? Yeah. Can you, can you just for the sake of fun, uh, keep it interactive, can you key in step one? Step one, just type it in. Uh, okay? Step one is to talk to the person directly and privately. Okay, just type it in, uh, type it in, uh, humor me, uh, humor me. You know, at least you stay awake instead of just listening passively, you are typing. Okay, step one, talk to the toxic person directly. Okay, and privately. Ready, uh? Because once you open it up, like you slam the table and say, why you did that to me? Then it becomes a very political thing, you know, like full of drama. So never create drama. Okay, step two, while you are talking to the person privately, allow the person to talk first. Thank you, Candice, for humoring me. Yeah, okay. So can you write down step two? Step two, allow that person to talk first. Hey, don't like that, leh. type, leh, type, leh. Yeah, okay, humor me, leh. okay, so if you're on the phone, you can type, if you're on the keyboard, you can type, okay, type, step two, allow that person to talk first, not you talk first, ah. allow that person to talk first, and hey, by the way, for those of you who like to negotiate with people for higher fees, higher salary, and so on, it's exactly the same thing as well, okay, talk to the person directly and privately, the person meaning decision maker lah. Step two is to allow the person to talk first. Wow, very powerful, I tell you, in negotiation. You know, ask the person, hey, what's your budget? What's your range of budget? Allow the person to talk first. Okay, are you ready for step three? Please write down as well. Step three is to express your views calmly and respectfully. Hey, type, type, type. Okay, step three. Express your views calmly and respectfully okay so with these three steps i believe that you will take a major step forward towards solving the issue rather than escalating the issue and if these three steps don't work that means you are being as fair as possible respectful as possible trying to be as open a communicator as possible but that person just slammed the kick in your face huh? there are people like that right like maybe like hitler uh, okay there are some hitlers in your team, I know. Then, you know what you should do? I will draw a line right there. Okay, I've already done the three steps, so I'm going to escalate. Okay, because this is not a marriage, right? I mean, in a marriage, you can keep forgiving and forgiving and forgiving for the next 15, 20 years. But this is not a marriage. This is a working relationship. And there are thousands and thousands of companies out there. Don't you think so? Um, I mean, this is like people who... Uh, for example, uh, some couples go through breakup, boyfriend, girlfriend, and then the girl goes crying to the daddy or mommy. Says, oh, I got breakup. My, my boyfriend left me. And then usually the mother talk to Yen Ting. Allow that person to talk first. Humor me first. Okay. okay. Hey, what did I say? So the, the mother will tell the daughter who is going through the breakup, say, don't worry, there's lots of sand on the beach, you know, it's not just one grain of sand, look for other grains of sand. Have you heard this kind of comforting words before? So I'm going to use the same comforting words for you, okay? Like, if you already do step one, step two, step three, and still that person continue to be very stubborn, unreasonable, and toxic, then... Of course, you draw the line there, la. right? This is called abuse already. Yeah, so I will escalate for sure, okay? I will report it to either HR or report it to my boss or report it to that person's boss, okay? Escalate, because you have already done your three steps. This thing is out of your control, okay? So after you escalate, a few possible scenarios could happen uh, depending on the background. La. You know, if the HR... You know, let's say the person who's toxic is like the son of the boss and all that, then I guarantee you, if you are the one who escalate, guess who will be asked to leave? Okay, it doesn't take a genius to know that you will be asked to leave, okay? So make sure you always have some backup plan, like at least some six months saving in your bank before you escalate. 
uh, if that toxic person is very powerful. Okay, yeah. And once your financial planning is done well, then you know, courageously go up to HR or to your boss or even to the CEO to escalate about this toxic person. Okay, so scenario number one, you will be asked to go. Scenario number two, maybe the, that, that toxic person will be asked to go. And then, well, I tell you, the whole company come out and then lift you up and throw you in the air like, ooh, hooray, hooray, you know, as if you win. Uh, some soccer match or rugby race, uh, rugby match. Okay, so you'll be the hero of the company. Everybody said, wow, we hate that person, and then, wow, the person backstab us, and then create politics, nobody there to speak up. Wow, but thank God you speak up, and then now that person is gone, and we can thank you, and then probably you'll get promoted or something, or at least be recognized. Lah. Okay, so that's the second scenario. There's a third scenario if you escalate. And some of you with working experience, you will know. Lah. So the scenario is somebody will come and mediate. Okay? So maybe somebody senior whom both you and that toxic person both respect will come and sit down with both of you and try to mediate the situation. Okay? And some very, very experienced mediator can actually solve the problem. You know? But some would cause the problem to be worse. Okay, so I don't want to talk too long about this issue because nothing beats taking action. Yeah, even if you listen to me and you laugh, 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 cry, 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 also no use. Okay, tomorrow when you go to office, you have to take these three steps. Talk to the person directly, okay? Make an appointment with the person. If the person not free, then talk to the person the next day, okay? Privately and directly. Step two, allow the person to talk first. Step three, calmly and respectfully express your opinion to the person. Whoever stays on until 10.30, I will have a lucky draw and pick one of you to have coffee with you and then I will coach you for free. Yay! Okay? Okay, so I have finished my two questions and I'm going to answer the question that Candice Sola asked just now. So, and by the way, while I'm answering Candice Sola question, all of you who are on this call right now, thank you very much, late at night, you know, you're not sleeping, not watching Netflix, but watching this ugly middle-aged man uh, answering two career-related questions. So <laughs> I want to thank you for your time. So since you are staying on, please ask questions. Lah, right? You ask questions, I will answer your question. Okay? So let me answer Candy Sola's question. She said that some HR use DISC to evaluate the person. So what are my thoughts on this? Okay? So number one, by the way, I've been hired by companies many times to go and coach the HR how to ask questions. You know, apparently a lot of people ask very bad quality questions and therefore end up hiring poor quality or not poor quality, uh, that means mismatch, uh, mismatch people. Okay, that person could be very high quality elsewhere, just not in your team, not in your company. Lah. This called mismatch. Okay, so I actually tell them how to ask good questions. Yeah, you know Google is famous for this. Google can hire top-notch people not because not only because they are very famous, but because they ask very good quality questions and they design very good interview scenarios. Okay, so most people, okay, for example, the old school way of asking question is, hey, what are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? Ayo, this is 2020, you know. How can you ask like 1985 interview question? Okay, so a better quality question is to ask, oh, can you share with me a recent example, a concrete example from your previous employment where you displayed good leadership skills? You know, share exactly what challenges you had to face uh, as a leader and how did you overcome those challenges? Now, this is what I call a good quality question. Because that person would then have to share from his memory a very concrete case study to prove that he is a good leader. Rather than just say, oh, my strength is good leadership skill. Like anybody can say that, right? Yeah, so, uh, but the DISC then goes deeper. Because if a person answers, let's say, a questionnaire about DISC, and then in the interview question, you can ask very specific questions about that. That means like, oh, I noticed that from your result, you are very uh, extroverted, okay? Yeah. Can you share with me a recent case study from your previous employment or from a recent project in the past 12 months 
where your extroversion, you know, the fact that you are so extroverted actually helped you in uh, completing the project on time and to your satisfaction, okay? And the follow-up question will be this. Can you share with me an example that your extroversion, extroversion was actually a hindrance to completing the project on time and according to your satisfaction? Do you see what I'm doing here? So I'm using BISC as a uh, platform, as a tool to ask better quality questions. You know what's the worst thing to do with DISC? And I, I know some companies do that. And please, if you're from HR or you're a hirer or decision maker, can you please promise yourself that you won't do that? You know, the worst way to use DISC is to see, oh, this guy is an introvert. Let's not hire him. Let's not shortlist him for interview. That's the worst way to use DISC. Like, DISC is supposed to be one of the many tools to understand somebody. It's not supposed to be the only tool to understand somebody, right? I mean, after all, you don't even know whether the person answered the, uh, you know, the 120 questions truthfully, you don't know, right? Then you also don't know his skills. <laughs> because the, the DISC is just a thinking and behavior preference. It's not going to tell you, oh, this guy is good in programming, or this guy is a good leader, right? It barely tells you anything about the person's skill. So, of course, you must meet the person. Correct or not? I thank you for liking my answer. You must, like, you, you must meet the person. Then you can ask good quality questions to understand the person on a deeper level. Okay, make sense? Yeah, so, number one, I recommend you actually use DISC or Imagenetics or, uh, or uh, Maya Bricks or Strength Finder. That means use them. By, by all means, if you can afford them, use them. But use them only as one of the tools, not the only tool. Okay? And step two would be to ask good quality questions based on their answer. And obviously, the answer cannot be just DISC or Maya Bricks. Lah. You know, ask other questions like, for example, what is your life mission? I love to ask people such questions. You know, some people go like, huh? Life mission? Oh, I'm just a software engineer. What, what life mission? You know, if the person has no life mission, it doesn't mean I don't give him the job. Yeah, but a person with a life mission and uh, software engineering or the medicine or pharmacy, let's say, is aligned to the life mission, then clearly, right, that person will be a lot more motivated at work. Don't you think so? It's common sense, right? But if a person doesn't have a life mission, doesn't have a clear purpose, or at least a five-year purpose, and just doing this software engineering, project management, just to pay bills, just to get monthly salary, then the person, anything, you know, small little problem is going to, to have a big hiccup for the person. The person will stop managing the project, feel demotivated, perform uh, under average just because of some tiny challenge, right? So I'm always looking for motivated people, okay? So people who are motivated usually have a clear life mission, have a clear 5 to 10 year purpose, okay, usually, yeah. And if the person is confused, then a little bit of mishap, you know, like one toxic person will cause the person to resign, okay? Does it make sense to you? Okay, so I think I've answered a lot of questions. Let me just be very uh, mindful about the time. Huh? Yeah, I just realized that my, my uh, phone does not show me the time. Okay, let me look at the car. What time is it? Hold on. Eh? Okay, so meanwhile, uh, I think I should be drawing lucky draw already. Huh? Oh, okay, last, last five minutes. Wow, so exciting. Last five minutes, I would like to share with you a coaching program and then after that we'll start the lucky draw okay so i'm going to comment below hey, can i comment or not yes okay i'm going to comment oh hold on for a while i'm going to uh, copy and paste a link and then you can see the link and it's going to be very written okay i've just posted the link okay uh by the way this is not coaching huh? I am just answering two questions. Don't, don't say that, oh, tonight's coaching is very good. This is not coaching. This is just Facebook Live answering two work-related questions. That's all, okay? So the real coaching is in the link that I just posted. So if you scroll down, you look at my comments, there is a link there. 
called superbrandme.asia membership sign up and if you click it then you can read out hey, what is my coaching about so it's a monthly coaching program and it's only two digit I, i'm actually quite shocked how uh, mike managed to convince me to charge only two digit per month for coaching because last few years i was coaching based on three to four digit per month depending on whether it is a small group or a one-on-one -on -one. yeah but this year since i'm using video uh, not not facebook live uh, i'm using zoom okay i'm using zoom to do my monthly coaching so since it's zoom you know i can be in my pajamas i can be near my mom's place near my own place then i'm willing to charge lower so it's only 97 dollars per month for a monthly coaching if you are keen to check it out you know, don't need to commit first just at least click on the link and check it out okay so that's my monthly coaching program i promise you you will love it and 2020 will be a transformational year for you okay when I last checked, eight people have already signed up. That's above what I was expecting already. Yeah, so if it gets a bit too many beyond 10, I will have to break it up into two different sessions for Zoom. Okay, so that's for my monthly coaching session. Okay, now I'm about to start a lucky draw. Hey, Yuan Tai, thank you for telling me it's 10.24 p.m. Okay, so now I'm about to start my lucky draw. Let me scroll through and find somebody to pick to have a complimentary half an hour coaching session the half an hour could easily extend to one hour la. yeah I, uh, those of you who know me very well know that i'm not a very transactional person so i won't be putting an hourglass say oh half an hour already bye bye see you okay yeah, i will probably be very good friends okay so let me scroll down and choose somebody from singapore since i'm in singapore so it has to be somebody from singapore la, to have a one uh, half an hour coaching session and the lucky draw winner is da, 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 Kaysen Q Kaysen Q okay one of the leading hairstylists in Singapore yeah I haven't met him for two years already I think yeah and I've been following you uh. Kaysen I've been following you on Facebook and I really love all your posts so let's meet up for half an hour for a coaching session okay so I think that's all the time we have for tonight let me just quickly summarize for the sake of those who just joined me for the past 10 minutes. Question one is for introvert versus extrovert. You know, uh, who will be more advantageous in a work environment? My answer is nobody. <laughs> okay, because it's dependent on a lot of factors. It's not clearly extroverted more advantageous or introvert more advantageous. Okay, as long as you play to your strength. So introvert, you can play to your strength of listening skill and being a deep thinker and being meticulous and being good in analysis. Extrovert, you can play to your strength of being a good uh, relationship builder and a good public speaker and so on. Okay, so play to your strength. And at the same time, don't box yourself up. Say, ah, I will never be good in listening or I will never be good in analysis. Yeah, stretch your muscle, right? Have a growth mindset to your skills. So keep stretching your muscle and be an ambivert. That means somebody who can adapt easily depending on the situation. Okay? So the question two was about toxic people, whether it's toxic boss, toxic subordinate, toxic colleague, toxic customer, I don't care who is toxic. Okay? So when it's toxic person, step one, don't spread rumor. Okay? Don't spread rumor. Step one, talk to that person directly and privately. Okay? Although it's very awkward, I know, you hate, you hate the person's face, but that's the only solution, seriously. Talk to that person privately and respectfully. Uh, sorry, privately and directly. Step two, allow that person to talk first. Okay, not you talk first. Huh? You talk first, you lose the game. Allow that person to talk first. And step three, then when it's your turn to talk, talk calmly and respectfully. Don't start like, oh, finally my turn to talk. Like, oh, you, all the vulgarity come out. <laughs> obviously that is not going to solve anything but that's going to cause even more problem okay so uh, step three start with i say i felt disappointed i felt offended i felt hurt when you did this or when this happened okay start with i share about your feeling nobody can refute your feeling right but when you say wow you always lie or you always spread rumor or then people will spend the next one hour defending themselves okay so don't fall for that trap okay so these are the three things and if all three don't work Remember what I told you to do? Escalate. Okay, escalate to his boss or your boss. And then possibly either he leaves, you leave, or somebody is going to professionally come and mediate this.
problem and solve it once and for all. Okay, I want to respect your need to sleep. So thank you for joining me and congratulations to Kaysen for winning the free coaching program. And for the rest of you, please click on the link I just posted. I'm going to post one more time. And I really welcome you to check out my monthly coaching program on Zoom, not Facebook Live, uh, on Zoom. And then I'm going to coach you to transform your life and to achieve your life mission. Okay, so here's Eugene Xia on Facebook Live Tuesdays with Eugene, signing out. See you next Tuesday.